0: You're listening to Toe the Line, a podcast by me, Taylor Cleveland. Here at Toe the Line, we're talking all things rugby the Union with a few other sports thrown into the mix, like league, motor no sport, tennis, you get the picture, all while pushing the boundaries and making the world of the sport more inclusive. I'm ready to use my voice to make impactful change in this world, and I hope you'll join me. So let's toe the line together. Hey team and welcome back to Tow the Line. Um, I have a very exciting guest here today and I'm sure you guys are going to love hearing from her and about her story. Um, I'm going to give her a quick intro and then we'll get straight into it. So today's guest debuted for to the Blackburns in 2021 and since then has lit up the international stage with her speed and agility. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she's originally from Gisden and played for both the Hawks Bay Tui and the Bay of Pliny Volcanics before making her way to the Waikato in 2019, where she became Waikato Player of the Year for her work at fullback. Um, in 2020, she shifted to playing full at uh, halfback. Sorry, let's rewind. <laughs> <Yeah>. She threw <laughs> her work at halfback. I got confused there Um, in 2020 she shifted to playing fullback and well just like the old saying goes the rest (laughs) is history (laughs) Um, I'm very excited to have Renee Holmes on the podcast today. Renee welcome to Toe the Line.
1: Thank you so much for having me I'm excited to be here.
0: (laughs) I'm so excited to have you on I think when I think of players that I guess intrigue me the most, you're definitely at the top of my <laughs> list. I don't know why, I think there's just something about you that is very intriguing to me and you've played like multiple different sports, which I always find so interesting and you're just played at such a high level since you came onto the scene, so it's very exciting to have you here today.
1: Yeah, no, I've definitely um, have played a few different
0: sports, <laughs> but I've definitely found my home with rugby. I was gonna say, when I was researching you, you saw that you did Taekwondo, I was like, girl's gonna show me some moves <laughs> because I need to learn like self-defense or something. <laughs> also I'm so uncoordinated so like you'll have to tell, like, be patient, just be patient with me again yes. <laughs> um, But first question to kick off the podcast is how are you?
1: I am great, yeah, um, yeah obviously we're in, in camp at the moment with WXV and yeah. um, we're heading into our last week, our last game against England so it's kind of giving um, flashbacks to I guess you know that Rugby World Cup final yeah. last year here and we're in Aotearoa in Auckland mm-hmm. again so yeah it's definitely giving flashbacks there and um, I'm just happy to to be back I've been out for a few months with a mm-hmm. pretty big injury I've never really suffered any injuries before mm-hmm. so being able to return for this campaign um, it, the hopes weren't very high but we did it yeah, the body's is. an amazing thing and <laughs> yeah. I've got an amazing team so I'm happy to be here
0: yeah wow so how long were you out with injury?
1: Uh, three months yeah and that and That's tough yeah like I, I guess, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have suffered a lot bigger and longer injuries, but this one could have definitely gone um, one way or the other, yep. and th- the team that I have around me um, have managed to be able to get me back on the field, so yeah. so lucky.
0: Yeah, definitely, and I think also, like, for it being a, like, a first kind of sort of injury, yep. it's kind of scary as well, because you don't yep. know what's going to happen, and I think also with injuries, they're so... Um, you don't, you can't, well, you can predict them to a degree, but then you never know. Just yeah. everyone's different and you just never know. So it's good that you're able yeah. to get back out so quickly.
1: <laughs> I know, definitely. We had, we had a timeline and yeah. then the timeline wasn't looking that great. And then oh. um, just woke up one morning and my range was where it needed to be and was a week out from playing a game so it was pretty um, crazy yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank the lucky stars yeah Yeah. (laughs) um so I want to get into kind of knowing who Renee is off the field first (laughs) talk us through I guess your childhood siblings family life who were like the influential people as you were growing up
1: Yeah, I guess the um, one thing at the moment um, that probably kind of encompasses who I am off the field is I'm an auntie to 10. 10? Yes. Wow. (laughs) 10. And they're like all under the age of 12. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, I think um, growing up, I've got four older sisters and a younger brother. And um, all my older sisters are mum. So, yeah, I think family for me is a big thing. We we don't have, um, like, my mum was adopted. Mm and dad we're not too um connected with his family Mm -hmm. so we kind of only had each other and so to see my sisters kind of grow our village and like our tribe it's been really cool and um we you know kind of the start of i guess our generation for us Mm -hmm. like not knowing too much about our grandparents and whatnot so yeah i'm very connected um with my sisters and my little brother and my parents yeah they've definitely been my rocks throughout my life and as a lot of people know um it, it was me, and, uh, me, and my dad, and my brother for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, after about, I was about twelve years old when my parents split, and we stayed on with dad, and he's kind of been that guy yeah. um, with me yeah. every every step of the way until yeah the last couple of years where mum's come back into yeah. into our lives and nice. um, living at home with me now. So it's pretty it's wow. pretty cool to reconnect and build that relationship yeah. with my mum again. And yeah. how's
0: that been rebuilding the connection with you? Did you have like a relationship with her when? she left or yeah. The, yeah um
1: well obviously growing up like I was tied as with mum mm-hmm. and then it was hard when she left yeah. um
0: especially at such like a young yeah and, like, pivotal age yeah well. I definitely
1: feel like I had to grow up a lot quicker than mm-hmm. others like having I guess to be kind of like a mother figure for my little brother because yeah. he's eight years younger than me yeah. so he was about four or five um so I definitely yeah felt like I had to grow up a bit faster but the last two years rekindling that like connection with my mum and everything has been incredible like I I'm so grateful that I've been able to build that relationship with her and every day it's just getting stronger and stronger and Mm just I just love her so much (laughs) like yeah Yeah. like I know that sometimes it's tough for her because she missed out on a big portion of our Mm -hmm. lives but I know that she's really happy to be with us now.
0: When you look up into the stand and she's, like, s- s- like sitting there and your dad's yeah. there, are you, like, so happy? Yeah, like, oh it's God. honestly the best feeling. Yeah. Like,
1: especially because, like, mum know, doesn't know too much about sports, but now <laughs> she is the biggest critic, commentator. I turn up home and she's like, did you watch the girls' game? Like, she watches games that I'm not even playing in. Like, oh she God. is actually into it so much and... Um it's it's that just so crazy. So cool yeah, it well. is, yeah. And then obviously with my dad, um, he's being out he, he follows me everywhere, so mm-hmm. it's not rugby isn't just rewarding for me, it's rewarding for him too. Like I've seen him connect with so many schoolmates, family members. Um he's never travelled so much in his life. Yeah. Like it's actually really cool seeing him um like full time career. Yeah, yeah. Like he's um, gaining a lot from just yeah. his daughter playing rugby Like, oh, yeah, that's it's so, so cool. cool
0: You know, you, you saying that reminded me I um, and My first guest on the podcast was Ian Jones, yeah. actually And um, he was saying when he debuted for the All Blacks It wasn't just like a debut for him It was mm. like a debut for his family right. And like, you weren't just an All Black Your family was an yeah. All Black and everything So it's funny you say that Because I feel like it's like a recurring theme And yeah. like the Black Ferns and All Blacks camps, so. Yeah,
1: definitely And especially coming from Gisborne um, mm-hmm. Pretty small community So when I pulled on that jersey for the first time It wasn't just for me and my immediate family It was actually for my community yep. back home too Because we don't have too many that um, I guess break through out yeah. of Gisborne So I guess following the, the likes of um, Charmaine Minimum yep. She was she came out of Gisborne mm-hmm. Being able to look up to her And know that you know you can do it was pretty cool feeling.
0: And how do you feel, this isn't a question, I've just kind of come <laughs> up with it, but how do you feel knowing that you're probably going to be that person for other people in Gisborne? Because I know that would make me feel a type of way. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, I definitely I definitely know I've dreamt of wanting to be that yeah. person for other little kids, and mm-hmm. and not even just little kids, um, anybody, I guess you can pick up a sport or do anything with your life at any age, yeah. and that's probably the main thing, like you don't have to be 19, 18 out of school breakthrough, like you can make it at whatever Mm -hmm. age you want. So I think, yeah, being that, um, I guess, role model figure for others back home has been like really important. And so I guess why I play and the reason why I keep playing and want to achieve and reach for the stars. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah. 100%, that's so cool. Um, I guess we'll get into a bit of the rugby journey now. At what age, and I guess around what age was your like first introduction to rugby? When was your first interaction with the rugby ball, rugby field, all that sort of stuff? Do you remember like your first games, club games, all that sort of stuff?
1: Yeah, I actually do, because honestly, it doesn't feel like that I was just <laughs> going to say. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it honestly just
1: felt like yesterday. Yeah. So um, I was around 16, 17, mm-hmm. um, just come over from football. And I think it was the year of um, actually the 2016 Olympics. Yeah, yeah um, there was a one of my friends asked me if I wanted to go down to a sevens training for our high school and I was kinda like, oh, the thought of like tackling, I was kinda like, oh, I don't know, like mm, and then she was like, Oh, just a group of us, like it'll be so much fun, just come down and then honestly I picked up a ball, made my first tackle, passed my first ball and I haven't looked back since. Oh um my God,
0: see I could never be tackled. i yeah. <laughs> Honestly you just gotta get past the first being tackled and tackling your my first d- one. My dad, your dad <laughs> has tried to tackle me like and I'll get down before I'm like stay away from yeah. me.
1: <laughs> yeah, so honestly it was that moment, um, just yeah. With a couple of a like, couple of my best mates at high school, um, and then I loved it. That. It was the so year cool. of the Olympics. Yeah. Got to see women's rugby on the world stage. Yeah. Our Wahine tour was so amazing at the Olympics, and it made me be like, man, there is a journey, like a career, a pathway, um, in the women's game yeah. of rugby. So I was really drawn to it after watching the Olympics.
0: Yeah. So would you say you were more interested in sevens or fifteens? Yeah. yeah, definitely sevens.
1: Yeah. yeah, I was definitely exposed to sevens first. I've always Quite crazy though, looking back at it, I've always loved 15s, like, we lived in Christchurch for um, a couple of years, that's when my brother was born, and every weekend we'd go to watch Crusaders game, every weekend I'd have Dan Carter and Richard McCaw drawn on my face, like, I never knew it back then, but, like, now, um, it's actually, it's always been in the blood, yeah, always went to rugby games, always woke up early mornings of the hours to watch rugby with dad, like, yeah, so I think it's always been embedded in me, but, um, yeah, fully, got to express it when I turned yeah. about 16, 17. Wow,
0: that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, at what age did you start taking rugby more seriously? You said mm. you kinda got into sevens first and were exposed to sevens. When did you kind of think, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a good shot?
1: Yeah, I think um I was a year twelve when I first started playing Sevens mm-hmm. and then um I was heading into my last year of high school and dad just asked me, he just said, Bub, do you wanna give it a good do you wanna give rugby a good crack? And I was yeah. kinda like oh yeah like but how how do we do it <laughs> yeah, you know there's yeah. not a lot here in Gisborne and I didn't want to move away from home again mm-hmm. um and then he was like we if you want to do it we can do it so every week he was um driving me down to wow. Hastings um I played for HRS in the rugby competition down there and for 15s that was yeah. my first exposure to mm-hmm. 15s and then yeah a few months later got selected for the Hawke's Bay Tui wow. so then um I was introduced at the Fair Palmer Cup and I actually just started, I just loved it. it At that time, I guess, I couldn't really pick between the two. I just loved rugby. Mm. Like, to me, it was rugby. And then um, the next year, I actually ended up doing four months in Japan for (laughs) sevens. Yeah. And that was a good taste of what a professional athlete
0: looks like and what it's going to be like. Mm. And
1: I got to taste that at the age of 19. Yeah. So I guess that was kind of that um, turning point for me was I, I knew that's what I wanted to do for the rest of however long I could. Um, so yeah, playing sevens over in Japan for four months gave me the greatest idea of I how far I wanted to go and represent and be in the black jersey. So then I came back, um, I was still on the path of sevens, yeah. COVID happened, <laughs> sevens just didn't um, pull, like, it was really hard to play sevens yeah. in that COVID mm-hmm. time, and the only option to play was 15, so yeah, I just jumped on back on the 15s field in Waikato, and a um, few months later, I was contracted Black fan. It was crazy. It went really fast. It was so fast. Yeah. Didn't expect it at all. I had dreams and hopes of playing at, like, not the World Cup just gone, but this one, 2025. Yeah. That was, like, the dream was, cool, get ready for 2025, and then... 2021
0: happened. That's so crazy. I got goosebumps three (laughs) times. The first time was when you said your dad asked you, like, do you really want to give it a go? The second time was when you said you were, like, sort of just, like, on the fence about starting it, like, around 17, 18. And then the next year you were, like, a fully-fledged like professional player yeah. and then the third time was when you said you had your sights set in the 2025 World Cup and you've just played last year at the <laughs> World Cup. Yeah. I, I think when, from what you've shared with me so far, I really feel the sense of like you've not really fully planned anything that you are just knowing, <laughs> and you've had that like support yeah, around yeah. you to know that you can do it. How has that support, like especially from your dad, mm. how has that really benefited you?
1: Oh it's honestly it's been so huge um, from a young age I always knew I wanted to represent New Zealand mm-hmm. but like you kind of touched at the start I did get to explore a few different sports yeah. and to me it was gonna be football and um yes yeah, so I always and always knew that I yeah wanted a to be a professional one mm-hmm. day but for it to come so soon and in a sport I never <laughs> imagined actually um <laughs> it was it was crazy and I was, I was a bit nervous um, telling my dad, that I wanted to play rugby instead yeah. of football because we had invested so much time and mm-hmm. money and energy into into that so but I'll never forget the day she told him and he just said bub whatever makes you happy we'll I'm um, yeah. backing you all the way and to have that kind of support is so important because I've never felt alone on this journey mm-hmm. like I've always felt like I've had people in my in my corner and it's always been the right people yeah. the people that want to want to see me succeed and want me to to be great so it's always been quite easy for me to um to be able to express myself and just follow my gut and do what my heart wants to do
0: yeah wow yeah that makes me so happy for you (laughs) yeah I love that because I know there are a lot of people and probably people like young kids who are listening to this who feel like they don't have the support around them and to have someone like yourself who's like already like you're still so young and you've had so much support and you have like it just shows how important really like support is and like being able to like lean on your support as well like you knowing that you have that support there that you can lean on has probably benefited you so much as well yeah and yeah i think because um i always believed in myself
1: Mm -hmm. um and that was probably like something that i guess it does get tested along the way but having those people in your corner um you just yeah. You just never feel alone, and your belief within yourself, seeing others believe in you, it just goes it's through like the it roof. Yeah, in yeah, and yeah. it just makes you feel like literally anything is possible. Like just take every opportunity.
0: Yeah, I think when I was um, in my like kind of athlete career one thing that was always said to me even like from such a young age is like if you don't believe in yourself then no one will yeah. and i think yeah. it's like so true yeah. and i think like you're like a very good example yeah. of that <laughs> 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 um, you made your black friends debut against england in 2021 mm. can you walk us through those initial emotions of being named in the team and then being out there warming up and then running out onto the uh, running out the tunnels onto the field like what was those kind of first debut moments like? honestly
1: like looking back at it now uh, it's crazy um I remember the week of the test I actually got told um you're either going to be starting or you're not going to be playing at all based on another player's <laughs> yeah. injury so I was kind of a bit
0: oh dear yeah I was
1: I definitely wasn't expecting yeah. to play at all like, um that tour like I was so so new and so I guess when the when it came to that Thursday training and I got told I was going to be starting, I kind of couldn't believe it. Like I was on a tour with the likes of Renee Wycliffe, mm-hmm. Portia Woodman, yeah. um, you know, just some of the like, absolute greats of the yeah. game. And to think I was going to be in between Renee Wycliffe and Portia Woodman, <laughs> I kind of freak was freaking out. Like <laughs> I was like, I just watched you on TV. Like, you yeah. know, like I, Those yeah, kind of moments it of was like a, like, oh, a starstruck yeah. yeah. moment yeah. along with men, and. Um, this Which, is it, yeah. like, yeah, like, this is my, it's going to be my chance, mm-hmm. and, yeah, warming up, it was a bit of a crazy feeling, like, I've never played, or been in front of a crowd so big, mm-hmm. I think, um, it was about ten and a half, maybe thousand, Yeah. and that's, that was a lot, like, yeah. that filled the stadium that we were playing at, so, yeah, those feelings, I was definitely very nervous, but I definitely felt like, I always believe in, like, um, everything happens for a reason, yeah. so, I was meant to be in that moment, mm-hmm. and... Playing that game and debuting over there, like, I was obviously pretty gutted because obviously Dad's my biggest fan, yeah. and um, he would have loved to have been there yeah, for that moment. For but sure. during COVID, a lot lot was going on. Um, but yeah, it was definitely an experience that I'll never forget. And yeah, I'm just very grateful to have experienced, I guess, a game like that. Um, it was tough. That yeah. tour was very tough. I didn't get to play after that mm-hmm. after that first game, so. Just Looking back at all of it now, um, has just helped develop my game and mental side and everything to where it is now, yeah, yeah. for
0: sure. And standing out there and like hearing facing the car and like hearing that national anthem for the first yeah. time, what were you feeling in those moments?
1: Oh, I'm quite an emotional person sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely crying, <laughs>
0: no, I yeah, because like <laughs> yeah, I
1: was just I just knew like all the hard work, all the late nights, all the driving my dad done, all the money yeah. that we sacrificed all the noodles for dinner like (laughs) it was all worth it in that moment Mm -hmm. like and i just like we touched on before it felt i was doing it for my family but doing it for my community too so honestly that feeling i'll never forget and it's a feeling i take onto the field every time like i feel like debuting and hearing the anthem was one thing but i think now going out every time it's that feeling's just still there Mm -hmm. like it's like it's You know, you never take it for granted. It could be the first or last time. um, Yeah, for sure. And every time you get to hear it, it's... An incredible feeling Yeah definitely yeah. And
0: I think one thing That I always find funny Because I know From my athlete background When people say Enjoy the process And you're like Out there competing I'm like I don't think I ever enjoyed yeah. The process <laughs> once <laughs> I don't think You're like In that moment And you're like I'm enjoying this yeah. so much <laughs> Did you enjoy the process Or were you just like Reflect after And be like Wow I just did that <laughs>
1: um, I think it was Definitely a Wow I just did that moment Because that game Was tough yeah. um, I don't think I've ever ran So much in my life I don't think I've ever like, defended so much in my life, like, it was a test match, I'll never forget, (laughs) and I hope I never, I hope we never feel that again, but, um, it was definitely a, yeah, big reflection on, on, I, I just remember after that game, I was like, wow, that is what test rugby feels like, I know where I need to be, Mm -hmm. I know where I need to get myself, um, yeah like it was just like a eye and I just wanted more
0: yeah well speaking of you know where you need to be the following year you were <laughs> named in the world cup squad okay. crazy um what were you thinking when you were named in that were you just like what was happening and then also you're playing in front of a home crowd your, your dad was there up in the yeah. stand like what was that like
1: oh honestly um that whole year was a bit of a bit of a whirlwind like yeah. um I knew I had to do something, something different to to really put my hand up, because yeah. we've obviously got, you know, the likes of our, our sevens girls coming back in, and I knew our outsides, the outside spots is usually where they slot in, so yeah. I knew I had to do something different that year, and I think the big point of difference for me was, I actually moved down to the South Island for Super Rugby, right. that was the um, yeah. first year of Super Rugby, oh picky. so moving down south, new environment, new coaches, learnt a lot, a lot of things about myself on and off the field, mm-hmm. And then being able to transition that into um a couple of those black ferns test matches before the world cup naming i felt a lot of growth um so i was pretty i was pretty excited and um pretty confident that you know i i have done everything that i could have done i didn't leave anything um leave anything out there to yeah to i guess not not have put my hand up so i guess when i got that call to say that (laughs) i was in the Rugby World Cup squad That's going to be playing at home Yeah Um, Yeah like I I was crying Called my dad straight away He's always the first person um, To know Yeah And we just had a moment together And he was crying And dad doesn't cry very often So to hear him On the other end um, Really emotional And just saying Bub we did it Like it was It hit different And knowing it was going to be At home in front of our people um, Was something else as well And yeah yeah, It was incredible I'll, I'll never forget Ever wow. at that
0: moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, your rise through domestic level and onto the international stage was pretty rapid. I mean, like, from, I think most people look at your like journey and go, "How on earth has she done that?" Yeah. Um, how did you deal with the pressure of being catapulted on to not just like the domestic stage, but the international stage so quickly?
1: I think for me, um, it was. Uh, I think I, I forget. How I guess young I am sometimes because mm-hmm. I have had to grow up quite fast. So um, pressure for me, I've never really experienced that too much growing up. Yeah. Um, I've like my parents have always, you know, like I said, um, they've always just told me to follow my heart and do what makes me happy. And like I've never had pressure on me to study. I've never had pressure on me to be this great person. Or yeah. um, so I've always just felt, yeah, like I haven't really dealt with too much pressure in my life. So when it came to the rugby field, it kind of flowed on. Yeah. So I didn't actually, I didn't actually really feel much pressure to be honest. Um, I knew, I knew I was still learning. I knew, I knew I was still um, new to the to the game. But obviously, the coaches saw something in yeah. me, and it was just that belief piece again. Yeah. Um, believing that I've been picked for a reason, for so sure. I, I need to, you know, bring those reasons to life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a, uh, it was pretty pretty cool. Like even today like to today um i still don't really feel too much pressure mm. heading into test matches because you feel ready going yeah, into them you should sure. have done you know you've gone through your week you've done your homework you've you're in, you've put yourself on the Pret, best yeah. yeah like as long as you do your prep right you shouldn't really, there shouldn't be too much pressure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. actually so I love the way you look
0: at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you also represented New Zealand in three other codes, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> Can you talk us through your journey and those other thoughts just quickly?
1: Yeah, um I guess I started off with taekwondo. I started yeah. um fighting and doing martial arts from a young age and I think that's actually what embedded um in me was uh discipline. Yeah. I think that's really all my discipline and always I think I don't know it's always just been um conscious like I, unconscious like things that I do and I think it always stems from learning martial arts at a young age um me and my sister yeah we went on and we competed at the, hi- the highest level yeah. and then we ended up stopping and went on to football was always a dream of mine played my whole life um Moved up to Auckland for a year for school in year 11 and mm. to try and put my hand up for the New Zealand under-17s um, mm-hmm. team. And yeah, was lucky enough to make that squad and um, play in our National League mm-hmm. in that team. Um, and Ultimate Frisbee. That, I that, know, that I was alive. like,
0: of all the things, yeah. I just loved that. I know, it was
1: actually like a really awesome sport. I love it still to this day. Like it was a really nice outlet um, in a way because obviously at that time I was still playing a high level of football mm-hmm. and for me it, it's a self sport yeah. believe it or not it's crazy like there, I went to a world cup for it um we played in Poland like yeah. uh, honestly it's so crazy to think about now looking back <laughs> oh, no. um <laughs> yeah that it just showed me um like you've got to be a great person to play mm-hmm. you know to play sports yeah. I think that's my real eye yeah. it's a good people good um yeah, good people, good good sport. Mm-hmm. Like, South Rift game, you had to be honest, you know, respectful. Um, I actually, yeah, I loved it, and I'm gutted. Yeah, I only got one, I guess one real crack at it, yeah. but after that, it was, I. Had to make a decision And I had to yeah. Pick a sport And I went with rugby Yeah
0: Oh my yeah. god I couldn't even play Ultimate frisbee For the mere fact I'm so uncoordinated <laughs> Oh don't worry I was only doing The running and catching <laughs> I was not throwing I think my dad Has got annoyed at me So many times For not being able To throw a frisbee yeah. right Or like catch it I'm like listen I'm not a dog Okay yeah. I don't know how To do this shit Yeah But no Maybe you can teach me So got taekwondo yeah. And ultimate frisbee Yeah Okay This is good Okay I feel like I could Make my dad you again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about that World Cup final I can only imagine the nerves you say you don't really put yourself under too much mm. pressure but the nerves I'm sure were yeah. there what were the emotions heading into that final you've obviously got a very pivotal role in that sort of final as well and yeah. i remember watching it and i was just remember thinking oh my god like there's there's one position i would never play in rugby and that's the role of kicker there's no way you could not pay me to play that role <laughs> so talk me through those emotions and you know so a packed out eden park as well like that's a massive crowd probably yeah. the biggest you've ever played yeah. in front of it what was, was that like honestly
1: crazy yeah like looking <laughs> Looking back at it now, I can't believe like that happened. Like yeah. Um Especially heading into the tournament, I wasn't kicking many goals yeah. like for my like provincial union, like super even like goal kicking or something. I've always had up my sleeve just yeah. because of coming from a football background, but I'd never really been exposed to it too much mm-hmm. in games. But when Wayne Smith came into the Black Ferns and I guess he just he kinda got everyone to kick and then he kinda looked at me and he was like oh you've got a kick on you eh? like yeah and I was like huh. and then I'll just I'll never forget when um yeah heading into World Cup he he just beelined straight for me after a meeting one time and I was like oh my god I got really nervous (laughs) and he came over and he goes ah you got yeah well you can go kick at this World Cup and I was like sorry I was like pardon (laughs) because obviously I was just I was blown away like yeah I I know I've um I've know I've been able to kick goals, but I've never obviously, I guess, had a coach or anyone that's really truly believed yeah. in me. And for Wayne Smith to come in and just see a couple of trainings and be like, "No, we'll, like, we'll get DC in, have a few sessions with him, and you're gonna, yeah, yeah you'll be great." And I was just like, "Wow, okay, cool." Like, yeah. um, it was actually an absolute honour. Like, I yeah. guess it's yeah, it's a, a huge privilege being at a goal kick for the for the Black Ferns and to do it in a Rugby World Cup at home. Like. Those are crazy. those are the moments you dream of, and like 100%. sometimes those dreams don't come true, but that one did for me. Yeah. <laughs> and the, it was incredible. Um, I think, I think we felt that the like heading into that World Cup final, it almost felt like we'd played that final the week before against mm-hmm. France. Like yeah. we'd never been in that position before. Yeah. Obviously, the tension of losing by um oh obviously them having a kick to win the game yeah. on the final whistle, like we've never really truly felt those moments, mm-hmm. um, most of us girls in that team. So it really, the moment we beat France, we all looked at each other and said, we got, we can do this, yeah. we can win this World Cup. Mm-hmm. Like obviously we thought that from the start, but we never knew, we didn't know what we were going to be like against those Northern Hemisphere yeah. teams. We hadn't played them for a year and the last time we played them, we got absolutely yeah. demolished. Yeah. So we really didn't know where we it sat, um, sat with them. So, yeah. I guess beating France in that um final just you gave just us like, so much confidence yeah. heading into that final, and, yeah, like you said, talking about the pressure it was really cool we we really we addressed it quite early in the campaign around pressure of a home world cup mm-hmm. um and we just took it upon as privilege pressure. Yeah. everyone's there to watch us, yeah. our country's 100%. there to support us at the end of the day. It felt like they were gonna love us no matter what happened, yeah. and I think that's a feeling. Um, mm. That I wish every sports team could feel um, when playing in front of their home country. Like I, I got to go into the, the um, football ferns camp, yeah. um, heading into their World Cup at home campaign, and I couldn't. I was just trying to express to them about the taking that pressure on as privilege pressure. Yeah. Like we're probably not going to get another home yeah. World Cup ever again in our career. So really embracing once in a life. Yeah, really embracing yeah. that moment and making making sure that. You know, you don't want it to be negative pressure. It's, it's all positive. Yeah, our, our country's sure. there to support us and back us, and no matter what, yeah. they're going to have our back. And it, it generally felt like that.
0: I was just about to ask, what, what did yeah. you feel like from the home support, especially in that like, final with the Eden Park? Oh,
1: it felt like the whole five million were in that yeah, stadium. Wow. It was incredible. It was a feeling like no other. Mm. And I'm gutted, like, you know, potentially probably won't feel that... Um, Every, support, yeah, yeah, that type of sport again. Like, probably won't have another home World Cup in my career. So, being able to actually acknowledge and and I guess there were moments where you know we just stood there on the floor and just looked around and it was a sea of black and just the roaring coming out of the yeah. tunnel. Like, oh, it was honestly what dreams are made of. Yeah, and I love our country. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. I love that. Um, I want to talk. About those last five minutes of that mm. final. <laughs> <Strong>. oh, <laughs> <laughs> woo! The whole game was, like, intense. But those last five yeah. minutes, especially with that last line-out that England had mm-hmm. right on your guys' own line, what was going on in everyone's head then? And what was going on in your head? Because I know for me, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: like, to be honest, um, the se- well, the, the game before... Um our, our subbing plan was, you know, I'd come off at around 60-ish. Aisha Lettinger would come on. Rubes would go to the back. P, P was still on. And then I guess in, in the first 10 minutes when push women got um, massively taken out, yeah. in that moment when Aisha Lettinger came on with me, her and Rubes looked at each other and we were like, this is us we're in it for the next 70 minutes like we're about to play a full 80 yeah um and I didn't actually really expect to be I guess you know mentally be on the field at that point but that kind of taught me the lesson of expect anything like you know (laughs) don't yeah with rugby you just never know so to be on the field at that moment because I wasn't on the field when um the French 10 was taking that last kick I was and I felt like I just couldn't do anything but You know, um, in those last five minutes, it was a line out. Still felt like I couldn't do much. (laughs) Like, we were on the line, and I was like, oh my goodness. Like, and the the crowd was incredible. They were going nuts. Um, And then. Honestly, just seeing the way Jonah got up, yeah. I didn't actually know what the heck was going on. I saw Ruby start <laughs> running to me, like she just be like straight across the field. The ball was still in play. I was like, are is you're celebrating early?" Like, because she knew that yeah. it was a knock on as well, in the up there. yeah, yeah. The yeah. So then, yeah. it was, it was wild. It was absolutely wild. And honestly, that yeah. feeling, where it was like our our kind of month. Um, was it mantra, mantra, yeah. mantra for mantra. the whole kind of tour? Um, it was like never before, yeah. and that's exactly what that feeling was yeah. like. Um, you know, we'd ne- like never before had we ever been full time contracted mm-hmm. athletes. Like never before had we been defeated by so much from these countries, and yeah. had to, you know, make there was a, a comeback. Yeah, guys going like never before have we had coaches had to leave. Yeah. You know. Six, seven months out, new coaches and new game plan, new everything. Like it was like
0: never before. And when you that last five minutes was like never before as well. A
1: hundred percent. I'm and like looking and all the comments from the public like gave everyone a heart attack. In that semi final gave everyone a heart attack. And grey hairs in that final, <laughs> yeah, like
0: yeah,
1: yeah. But it gave us grey hairs on the field too. So, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just the public, hairs together. yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, did you ever think when you were younger that you'd be playing in a World Cup at home at a packed-out Eden Park, let alone as a Black Ferns player? Not at all. <laughs>
1: not at all.
0: Even a year out when I
1: started, when I was even you know just dabbling in the Black Ferns thing. Not at all. you said you wanted
0: to target 2025. Hundred percent. Left, yeah. left wing comes out of nowhere And yeah. you're like Oh okay I'm playing now Yeah so like, This is happening
1: yeah. now Yeah That's like, quite cool Like, Especially speaking to my dad And like mm. s- Sitting down Actually reflecting on it um, Yeah I remember Sitting down with him And we were like Cool He's, like, Cool bubble will aim for that 2025 World Cup Yeah um, Even back then He was like Yep you're going to be Goal kicking at a World Cup yeah. So like It re- happened really really fast And Dad was onto it He was <laughs> very onto it He's always believed in me And, and seen so much greatness So I guess having yeah it's been awesome having him in my corner and always pushing me along yeah yeah for sure yeah
0: that's so cool and then last one before we get into kind of the questions that i got from yeah. the community if there was one thing you could tell little renee now knowing what you know now what mm. would it be and to any other like young mm. girls boys that are wanting to make the old like sort of like friends what would you tell them
1: um I honestly think we've touched on it at the start. It'll be the belief piece. Yeah. Like you, there's so much, only so much other people can, um, I guess, make you feel yeah. or say to you. Yeah, say yeah. to you, but. It's still it, on you, even. It really, yeah. yeah, it really comes down to how much you really truly believe in yourself. And, and to me, that would be the biggest thing to any young kid who's got dreams or aspirations or no matter where you're from no matter no matter how far how hard the journey Mm. it's not easy for some it may be an easier journey but for others it is hard work and You've got to just always make sure you believe in yourself
0: yeah, and have that sure. peace
1: there to be able to push through those hard times because yeah, there might not be anybody watching. Yeah, for yeah.
0: sure, 100%. Love that. Um, now, I did put a story up on my Instagram asking people to send in their questions yeah. for you and they were very excited that you were oh, my next cool. guest. Um, so I just picked out a couple because cool. there were quite a few and I was like, okay, hey, I'm not going to stand <laughs> oh, there for good. like one hour. Um, yeah. The first question is, how do you get, your, how do you get over your nerves? um i
1: usually talk to my nieces and nephews
0: oh I love yeah that. i like um Kids are so yeah i love
1: well. to i love to call them before the games like yeah. in the, the morning of usually and yeah i just um call them they just make my day so much better and then even if even after the game i love calling them because even if i've had a, a shocker of a game they just looking at them just gives me so much um you know like everything's Oh, gonna be okay yeah, like, yeah, like yeah like it's definitely the kids for me yeah, yeah. Sure.
0: um did you always want to be a black fern grump I already know the answer to this, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah I definitely want to be a football
1: fern yeah. I 100% want to be a football fan. had had them all over my wall um posters up everywhere and then the second I came across rugby met some black ferns <laughs> knew that's what I wanted yeah, to do 100%. yeah I wanted to be one
0: um who is your favorite player to play with Oh, that's a good question.
1: <laughs> okay. Um. Oh. oh. that's such a hard question because I love vlog of everyone, but a hundred percent. Um. Can't like. Yeah. My my little bomb squad at the back. We yeah. got. Obviously, usually it's um Aisha Letting and yeah. Ruby Tui. Um. But at the moment, Miredangi Paul and um Caitlin. Like I'm real. Like it's always my outside backs because we're always connecting the most, we're always having, like, yeah, yeah. I just really, really back enjoy back playing one. with my, yeah. um, with my back three, yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: I love that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that kind of wraps it all up for oh, today. Wow. Thank you so much for joining me, and I know that my listeners will get so much out of this, oh, um, but yeah, me. good luck for the weekend, and that's about it. Thank cool. you so much for joining. Thank you so much
1: for having <laughs> thank me. <you>. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs>